Hi, welcome back to She's Nice Not Stupid. I'm Mary. And I'm Kim. And this is a show where we talk a lot of shit. We air out our shit. I air out our shit and we cry about our shit. And uh, it's obviously been a couple of weeks. Yeah. And I'm rusty as fuck. Me too. <laughs> How are your holidays, Kim? It was good. Um, eventful, but not as, as eventful as I thought or what I'm used to. So it's kind of nice, like... I got to relax a little bit. How was your? Are you sure? Because I saw. Her. It was only one night though. Like <laughs> usually, it's like multiple nights of that. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all oh that bad. Oh my god. Yeah. I saw. I saw your. Ba- I always tell like message you every time I see you doing Christmas or New Year's Eve, and like there's a rave in your basement. It's not my. Yeah. Yeah. It's not this basement. No. But your parents' house. Yeah, that was my brother's house. Oh my god! There's many clubs. <laughs> no, my parents don't have a club anymore. They're <laughs> they're downsized. Oh my so, god. and my brother keeps upsizing so yeah so the fog machine and the lasers and everything. i literally feel like i'm in a club in vietnam that's what they look like that's right yes yes because yeah. every time i'm in cambodia the clubs look exactly like that it's exactly. just like bop 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 and like all the lasers and the fog machine yeah. and then karaoke yeah. at some point and multiple tv screens yeah high standing you know tabletop chairs and shit oh my god yeah it's crazy but overall, semi low key. Yeah, compared to yeah. Whatever. Oh my gosh. And how about yours? Mine, uh, mine was pretty decent. Um, it was a lot of like running back and forth to other people's houses. Like, I had to go to my mom's place because the new baby was there on Christmas Eve, and then they had to leave their place and go and celebrate. I don't know. It's a very Latin American thing where they celebrate Christmas at midnight, oh. and yeah it's a Spanish or like Latin American and um, like Spanish from Spain and or they'll eat like I guess maybe it's New Year's where they eat the grapes like 12 grapes at midnight this is all new to me okay yeah I don't don't know either (laughs) so anyway we were they were there till 930 and then they left and they had to go celebrate with the babies and then the next day we came back for hot pot and then we had Christmas dinner at um, Steve's family's house so it was like a lot of like running back and forth and like honestly we just have like not stop but overall like a pretty good that sounds like a normal Christmas yeah it's a normal it's, people, yeah yeah i mean there were no shots and there's no club so i said for normal people yeah <laughs> <laughs> not normal over here oh my god what's been nice about this last couple of weeks i mean we haven't uh, recorded in a couple of weeks so um oh yeah so yesterday my boyfriend and i had like a little date night where we went to like the Winterfest in wonderland which is like super cute super wholesome i kind of wish i did it like before christmas mm-hmm. um and it's just like nice to like have time to ourselves um after all like you know giving ourselves to other people and then what was stupid well actually no what was nice we went to a hot pot place but what was stupid is i fucking killed myself with spice like <laughs> I, I, I doubt I like never let the Szechuan peppers like rem- like I don't know I always forget how spicy they are <laughs> and I just like numb my lips numb like my nostrils was running my eyes were watering and this morning was not a good morning oh, I had to cancel my workout and everything because I was releasing demons <laughs> <laughs> so <you>. yeah. <laughs> You thought you'd learn by now. No, I <laughs> it's so good going down. Mm-hmm. Not good. Not coming. Um, <laughs> but you didn't even want to chance it today at the gym. Like you didn't even want to. No, I literally couldn't make it. Like I was, it was like nine a.m. and my class at nine thirty, and I was like still. Oh my god! Ew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I 
stupid. Yeah, that was so stupid. Oh but gosh. it's the consequences of my own actions. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I know what ain't the consequences of my actions. <laughs> you know it's your girl. <laughs> um, what was nice and stupid for me? Um, what's been nice is... Um, okay, so I have to... Okay, so we, my boyfriend's, uh, boyfriend's birthday is on the 30th mm. of this month. So his birthday is always um, kind of like swept off to the side. And he always like, it, he's just like, his family's the same way. It's like his, his birthday's on the 30th. His dad's birthday was on the 26th. And I think also his brother is like next month. It's all like a huge celebration. Um, so it was nice was I was actually for once like a really good girlfriend and I planned all of his gifts this year. Mm-hmm. And I actually bought like, tickets to shows and like bought his presents like a month earlier normally i just like i'm not like a really good gift giver in that like i wrap it up nicely that's not my love language Mm -hmm. (laughs) i like i like to buy you practical things and i'll just give it to him like this is what you have this is what you're getting i just put it in the bag there's a receipt if you don't like it you get something else right Mm -hmm. so um this year i was actually really prepared so it was nice for this holiday is i was considerate and we went to um medieval times last night Mm -hmm. So much fun. My inner child was out and about. I was screaming and I was like going off. Our night one, it was really fun. Um, but what was stupid was like they br- they bring you like a pretty basic dinner. It's like yeah. chicken breast and and potatoes and corn on the cob. I forgot my hot sauce. I mean, that's the only thing. It's not that stupid, but it was like, I was like, this is not flavorful. So not to knock medieval times is a really good time. I know. But it's like you'd rather just go for the show and then go grab dinner before yes, or after. Yes. Somewhere. And the cake was really bad. It was like, you know, it was for children. The coffee wasn't, it was probably worse than like airplane coffee. Oh God. Yeah. It was pretty bad. Like all, all day, my coffee was really bad yesterday. But anyway, that was about it. Well, we have a guest this week. Yeah, we let her wait long enough, and she's been sitting there so patiently in the so- corner. <laughs> uh, please welcome Nicole. <laughs> Hi, guys. <laughs> long time listener, first time, first time guest. <laughs> so Nicole and I have been friends for a very, very long time. Why don't you introduce yourself to the people? Hello, everyone. Nice to be here. Yeah. Very exciting. Uh, yeah, so Kim and I met a long long time ago as children as youths in grade seven she dropped into our elementary school like the hot new thing in town we're like oh my god who's this girl and, Ooh. and Ooh. next thing i know uh, she completely took over my life we were <laughs> hanging out all the time it was great um but born and raised in hamilton uh i for the purposes of this podcast half asian mm-hmm. so I think, <laughs> you know, there's gonna be some some of that conversation this afternoon yeah. um but uh, born and raised in Hamilton. Right now, I'm living in Ottawa, and I currently work for dun, 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 the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, which is our, mm. which is Canada's public broadcaster, and I work as a reporter. And that's me. Ooh, that reporter voice came out just a touch, just, just a, a little, little bit professional, <laughs> a little, just, just, just a little bit, a little touch, just a little, a little bit, <laughs> just a little bit, not much, not much. Yeah, so that's that's me. Okay, so Nicole, tell us what was nice and stupid for you this week. Yeah, well, what was nice is being home for Christmas. Yeah. It was the first time in, like, a few years that we'd actually got to, like, be with family. Uh, so that was great. And I just feel like what was stupid, I mean, I feel like what the, the stupid in the room is Omicron, really. Yeah. <laughs> I just it's, it's the biggest stupid out there. Goddamn so, Omarion. <laughs> so Omicron is uh, really just, uh, it's 
just get me down. Yeah. I'll try not to think too negatively mm. about it, but I'm ready. I'm ready for this pandemic to be over. Mm. I know. We thought we were like, oh, we had booked stuff. Yeah. yeah. Were booked. yeah. That's, that's the ultimate sign of, that's the ultimate leap of faith, right? It's like, do you think we'll... So we're going okay. to Arizona. <laughs> we have a, book, a trip booked to Arizona in February. Yeah. We don't know if we it's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. What do I mean? don't know. Yeah. The, the kicker is that, like, we have tried to go to Arizona now for, we can say years. <laughs> Has it? Oh, y'all? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because we were supposed to go for a bachelorette party first. Got yeah. it. Got so, it. Got it. So one of our good friends was getting married. Mm. There was a plan to have her bachelorette in Arizona. Yeah, we had Airbnb booked and everything. Uh. That was it early 2020 or like mid-2020. Yeah. And you know, we all know what happened there. Mm. And then I guess, you know, this time around, even an even larger group of friends were like, we're, we're going to do this. Like, yeah. we're going to do a group trip. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah it's okay but i mean like if we all get boosted like we're allowed to go right i'd be boosted i gotta book mine i gotta book mine i was gonna do it today but i did not do that true, yeah. true. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna book mine today no shame. You get yours when but like back. if we're all boosted you guys down still yeah <laughs> as long as like we'll go and it's not like arizona's a, like like a yeah, hot spot you're permitted to fly but arizona is in full lockdown like oh yeah, 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 yeah there's yeah. nothing to, i as long as it's safe I'm happy to go. Mm. Has uh, it affected your holiday plans with this Omicron? Like, how many people? Definitely keeping it smaller this year. Mm. I mean, you know, felt even like kind of guilty coming down this year. Mm -hmm. But I know everyone that I'm seeing is very responsible. Mm. All have are as fully vaccinated as they're able to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know are like in their own way, keeping their contacts small. So yes and no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I'm still here and that is still nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd be, I'd be happy about that. Yeah. I feel like every time I tell people that I have a reporter friend, I feel so cool. <laughs> you know, what's funny. I think a lot of people think that like being a reporter is super glamorous and it like, automatically equates to fame and then i'm like okay how many people do you actually know listen or watch the news right the answer is very few Mm -hmm. so let's just you know it's an important service i'm happy to do it (laughs) ain't nobody stopping me on the streets yeah nobody's like who's that girl maybe in pei that was a very different place but in ottawa people are like who's this oh it's just like one I of, can I, go yeah. to the grocery store looking like total trash, and I do all the time. <laughs> and it's uh, it's not an issue. It's great. How long have you been working with CBC? Like, I, how did you get into it? Like, yeah. is this something you've always wanted to do? No. So, so when I was younger, I wanted to be an artist. <laughs> <laughs> laugh, everyone laugh. So I wanted to be an artist, which actually, believe it or not, my parents were pretty supportive. Normally you say that to your parents and the blood drains from their face. They're like, oh, great. You're going to be nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but they supported me and uh, I went for, to, or I tried to apply to art school at McMaster, mm-hmm. which is in Hamilton here. And I did not make it. Mm. Uh, which is so weird because I think you're so good that's very sweet I I appreciate that I think that there are certain they look for very specific things right and it's not that I didn't have any talent but maybe it just wasn't suited to the program maybe they Mm -hmm. wanted a little more creativity rather than the skill that I brought which is 
which is fine. I don't know. I, I don't pretend to know. But it wasn't until my first year of university undergoing an English degree that I kind of had this moment of, I think this is something I really want to do. And uh, I actually desperately tried to uh, quit university because academia was really not my thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love making money. <laughs> and so, um, but I was told that it was a good idea. So I pursued it. I got my degree and then I went to a postgraduate program, which was two years as focusing on journalism. And then quite nicely, I got a, an internship with CBC uh, now just about five, six years ago and have been with CBC ever since. But I haven't been reporting. I've been reporting for the last four and a half, five years. Mm. Yeah. And and was PAI like a choice for you or like they just like the opportunity was there and you were like, yep, I'm going to go to PAI. Yeah, exactly. Like I knew I wanted to report. Reporting in Toronto is extremely competitive, Mm -hmm. as you can imagine. Mm. And... They're really not going to let somebody who with no experience cut their teeth in that environment. It's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. I, I just, there's, it's super rare. So, you know, I always kind of had a feeling that leaving the province or leaving the GTA was probably the only option to get experience. And, um, you know, we, I, I know at the time when I, when, when Mock and I were just dating, you know, he, he was always going to come with me and he vetoed the prairies, no offense to your <laughs> West Coast listeners, uh, but he just was like, did not want to move there. Oh, really? Yeah, I know. Interesting. Malcolm's a delicate man. We can get into that later, but, um, he really, he just didn't think there was much out there for us. Like he, I think he just wanted a, a bit of a different lifestyle and, then someone was like, they're looking for reporters in PEI. And mm. I was like, sign me up. And mm. I had never been to out east. I knew nothing. I was super ignorant about East Coast culture. You know, all I knew was Anna Green Gables, potatoes. I don't know. But they were like, you know what? That's where the opportunities are. And, and then mm. I went there and I was there for four years. I can't believe it's been four years. I know. It hasn't. I mean, I, had, I don't know you very well, but I do know you uh, back then, even like when we we're in our early twenties, she only knows you when you're disgusting. No. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> of all the stories, she said it. She said it. Listen, I didn't say she was disgusting. <laughs> you added that in there. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's, that's her. Okay. That's I why know. I did this. Listen, I I actively know when I'm gross. Okay, like there uh, there's no pretenses that I am like this dignified drunk <laughs> I, it's it yeah anyway <laughs> well no no wait I, I remember when I met you I met you when I first got back from Korea so no no I didn't know you before then I think we first met um at your restaurant we no you- we met um when you went to the um the food crawl in Hamilton oh my gosh yeah. yes. yes yeah wow Yes. Yes. So that's what we were talking about that. We have, we reconnected and then I saw you. Yes. So if you are an OG listener, you know that we talked about this on our first episode. You and if you guys yeah. know, me and Nicole used to do Steel in the City together. <laughs> it's Speaking of my old art days, I was looking through some old sketchbooks and I saw like my mock-ups of our Steel in the City design. It was very, I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> we were youths. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's wild. I apologize. My memory sometimes is That's garbage. okay trash yeah <laughs> but i did listen to that episode mm. toilet after that after that yeah god flush okay so that was the first time i met you and then after i met you was like years later at eric's birthday 
who we had. And we were at a club. I forget what club we were at. Well, I don't even remember this. I don't think you were there. I think it was with our one of our friends, and it was Eric's birthday, and you were there. And our friend, also Sherry, was there as well. Um, it's like a rave kind of club kind of thing. I don't know. I was going to say, was it Eric's birthday or was it my birthday? No, no, no. It was Eric's birthday. Sherry's birthday. No, not Becca's birthday. No. You should edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so no, it was it was a club like right downtown, like maybe off of Portland or Bathurst or something like that. I forget right. what it was. I forget it was where it was. It was probably like because right. I, I have to be honest, like Eric and I aren't terribly close. Yeah, like, she I wouldn't go to this. But you you Can would have been invited because of Sherry. Mm, yeah. Okay. Again, yeah. Uh, yeah. terrible memory. <laughs> I have no doubt we have met in a club though. Yeah, but I like you. so we were there and. I remember we just we had just got into the club and I think you were already a touch faded by then (laughs) a touch faded and I got in and then I was just like meeting everybody and I was really out of place too because I didn't know Eric's friend and I didn't know his ex either so I don't think you were there anyway so so I remember I I, I couldn't go that night because I had diarrhea <laughs> I totally remember which birthday I missed. Was it hot pot? Did, did you have I don't hot pot? What it was? Anyway, anyway, <laughs> I met you there, and then um, I just remember I had just gotten my drink, and then you bumped into me, and I was like, "Who's this bitch? <laughs> <laughs> Who's this bitch?" Oops. And also, also, I'm like, sometimes I'm a little, I'm a little hot when I'm in the club because I'm like, like people like bumping into mm. you, like it's a thing for me, and I'm just like, ah. And then I just remember you bumped in, the drink spilled all over my hand, and you're like, "I'm so sorry." I'm so sorry. Oh no, I've upset you. <laughs> That's a typical response. Oh no, I've upset you. I can read the room. I can read the room. Even when I'm drunk, I can read the room. It was the funniest thing. And I was like, it's fine. It's okay. I remember you though. But I was like, oh yeah, I met Nicole. And then I was just like, okay, we're friends. Okay, okay, we got it. We got it. It was an accident. But if it was like, if I didn't know you and I had to make sure, I would have been like, get up here. <laughs> totally fair (laughs) this is why so before we started recording i told these ladies that i need to it's a three shot maximum (laughs) and for a night out it's a three shot maximum kim is very upset you know how easy you are to persuade i know i know which is why you know who your friends (laughs) a demon a demon oh my god anyway yeah uh, so yeah, it was four years of PDF, and, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to ask you, because, um, I don't know, I don't know if this is bashing or anything, but, like, the CBC in Toronto is, like, very diverse, yada, 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 do you think, like, they, like, strategically do that? And then they, like, strategically was like, yes, take this half-Asian girl and bring her to PEI. We need mm. some, we need some razzle-dazzle, some <laughs> diversity. You know what's interesting? I don't think... Think of it this way. My name on paper is pretty white. Yeah. Right? Like, they didn't know my face. They didn't know who I was. So it's quite possible they thought they were getting a full white chick. (laughs) (laughs) Jokes on you, just 50%. (laughs) Damn it. Damn it. So, so so no, you're absolutely right. And I don't think anyone would deny that, you know, CBC definitely has a diversity issue. Toronto is a very diverse city. So Mm -hmm. the pool of talent is very different. Mm -hmm. In PEI, it is diverse. It's getting more diverse. There's definitely lots of diverse populations um, that have been there for quite some time Mm -hmm. that are new there. But if I, honestly, I don't know 
I'm, I'm sure they, they were kind of like, oh, sweet. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, great. And, yeah. and, you know, having anyone of diversity is a, a good thing for a professional workplace, especially, especially news mm-hmm. and journalism. But, um, you know, it's no secret that I grew up in Hamilton and mm-hmm. I'm very privileged myself. And again fairly white when I when we come when we talk about culture so in terms of the benefits to P, CBC PEI I'm sure it was something right like there was visual representation mm-hmm. and it was something that like being the only the only really the only <laughs> the only person there of any sort of um racially diverse background uh-huh. it was always very conscious it was always very like top of mind so when mm. i tackled journalism i really tried to tackle stories i really tried to tackle it from a lens of like let's include voices that we don't normally hear from mm-hmm. but i'm sure i had my own limitations but no doubt i had my own limitations and uh but but you know, I know that they are making a, a more solid effort to have more diverse people work there. And I know, in fact, there are more diverse people working there, which is, and they've brought some fantastic stories to the newsroom. So I'm, I'm happy to see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you find that um, you were like the sounding board for all things ethnic or culturally diverse when you were in PEI? Like, so I always find that... Um, you know, you have these stories and you're like, oh, Kim knows, like, you're Asian. It's like, but this is a completely different part. Like, I'm not Chinese mm-hmm. or I'm not Japanese. I, you know, I might look like something that's a little bit ambiguous. But did you find that you were the, you know, the voice of all culturally diverse issues? Yes and no. Like, I, the thing, the, the, the thing with PEI is that many of the major industries are like when we think of the cultural makeup of PEI it's pretty white mm-hmm. like it, it just straight, plain and simple is obviously you know there there was a big move for there was a lot of immigration happening to the island and i think that there was a point in which i became probably that sounding board and i and i mean i I think every journalist can probably say it was after the george floyd stuff right Mm, so once the george floyd stuff happened you know there was a movement across all of cbc to do better Mm. when it came to telling those stories to including diverse voices in our in our programming um both behind the scenes in front of the camera and so and I, but I think also like I took that on too, right? Because it was important that someone <laughs> try and move us in the direction. So, you know, I had a lot of colleagues there that I don't know if it's fair to say that they like I was the only one they consulted. It's, it's certainly not true, but I was very involved in that work and whether or not it was because I was half Asian or because I was just, because I was involving myself. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Because mm-hmm. I imagine like you, you know, you said, hold on, I'm not trying to frame this. Like you were hired based on you being like visibly a minority, but like it sucks to be like the token person, the token Asian person, token black person, token this to like be the voice of everything. And it's like, this is not my, I'm not the only vo- voice or experience that, 
is, you know. Like, did it feel exhausting? Yeah. <laughs> yes, it was, really, it was just very lonely, mm. right? Like, I, and I had, I don't want to diminish the friends and the community I had there, the colleagues I had there, they were wonderful, mm-hmm. but growing up, even being half white, I had so many friends of different backgrounds and just, just, I don't know, natural gravity to each other. Tons of Asian friends. Mm -hmm. Right. And there was none of that. There was, and, and so, yeah, it was, it was a, a bit of a lonely situation, even if there had been any other person of color in that newsroom while I was there probably would have felt, you know, we're in this together. But mm-hmm. again, I, I have to, I, I, ha- I can't stress enough that like I'm half white and I'm often white passing and, mm-hmm. you know, grew up in Hamilton my whole life. And so my cultural background is not the same as someone who is a full person of color or mm-hmm. a black person. Um, you know, someone even more visibly a, a minority. So, yeah, it, like, you know, there were moments where I was like, this is frustrating, right? Mm-hmm. But it was mostly like, oh, one is the loneliest number. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just the, that's just facts. Okay, so we're on the topic of you being half white. Um, so for us, like, our podcast is like our experience as being a third culture. Like, we don't feel like we belong to Vietnam or Cambodia, but we also don't feel like we belong to Canada, blah, blah, blah. blah. What would we call, like, are you a fourth culture? <laughs> like, <laughs> Honestly, yeah, no, it's, it's funny because, yeah, when I've listened to those episodes, and it's interesting, right? Because to me, you do practice a lot of Vietnamese traditions. Uh-huh. Um, and so to hear you both feel very removed from those things was interesting because, yeah, I feel like I'm even another degree of separation, right? right. Like... I was born in Hamilton. I only speak English. Um, I am Roman t- baptized, like not still practicing, but I was b- baptized Roman Catholic, mm-hmm. which are all very, you know, westernized, Canadian-centric white things. Yeah. And I and you have my mom and dad who, you know, my mom's parents were born in England, so she devised a defines herself as English mm-hmm. and you have my dad who yes is Chinese full-blooded but was born in Trinidad mm-hmm. and so he speaks English and any cultural traditions he may have are actually from the Caribbean yeah right like all I the only Asian ties I have like in terms of culture would have been my grandparents and even they were born and from Trinidad mm-hmm. Interesting. so it yeah so talk about not belonging literally anywhere right mm-hmm. because if i were to tell my dad like oh like i identify as like trinidadian he would look at me and be like no no <laughs> right and then i you know when i try and identify as chinese or asian a lot of people are like well, are you and it's like okay fair enough and then mm-hmm. you know i have white people looking at me and being like well you're not one of us either and i'm like great cool this is amazing <laughs> um, it's 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 interesting and it's something that obviously I thought about a lot and mm-hmm. uh, it is difficult to find where you fit in, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but, but at this, again, at the same time, like I, I have always, I have lots of white friends and I have lots of Asian friends and, mm-hmm. you know, no one's ever made me feel crappy or anything like that. It's just mm-hmm. like, 
don't know if I really fully belong to either mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's complicated. I imagine the conversations would be a little bit exhausting. Like, if you do have people who are asking invasive questions, like, where are you from? What do you do? Blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, that's the thing, right? You always have, like, your speech. You're like, well, there's this. Like, I'm half... I'm, my mom's parents are English. My dad is Chinese, but he's Trinidadian. And so, and they're like, oh, that's interesting. And then mm-hmm. it's like, so do you, have you been back to like, to uh, any of those countries? Literally all those countries you just listed, have you been there? And, mm-hmm. and the answer is no. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> the answer is just straight up no. And that, that's mostly just um, resources, right? Like my parents did not have the means for us to be traveling back to these places. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it is it's a conversation that I continue to have throughout my life. And I always question the value of these conversations. And at the same time, I think that culture is very important. It's just, it's hard to reconcile with culture when you don't feel like you fit into literally any of them. Mm-hmm. Sorry. No, no. Okay. Real depressing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> It's well, happy. I mean, I mean, sorry. That's, yeah, oh, I, I mean, that's the podcast. <laughs> so that, you go cry today. You go cry today. We, we cry every fucking week. So I'm used to it. Are you used to it? Yeah. For what it's worth, sorry. Minor pause. I can never tell you're crying. You oh. do not. Your voices don't change at all. It's just like you know, a single tear. A single yeah, tears. You guys yeah. Are very like you. Very composed weepers. <laughs> Very composed. Thank I'm you. We're impressed. not like bawling. Yeah, no. I yeah. I think we'd have to pause if it was like. Oh a- man, when I cry, <laughs> I give her. <laughs> I am like voices like channel. I'm, like, oh. I'm like, give me a minute. Yeah. I like I need to regain my composure. So well done. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. No, I mean it's like that's a thing. It feels like it feels lame, right, to say oh I don't belong to any culture. But I think that's just honestly the truth. I think my culture is like. Hamilton, mm-hmm. right? Like that is how I. If someone's like, "Where are you from?" Like I identified the most as a Hamiltonian, mm-hmm. which I am definitely proud of. Yeah. And I think that, you know, I yeah, I have like bits of culture in me that are distant, but they're still there and they're important to me when I have them. And at the same time, you know, mm-hmm. it is what it is. I think it's just always being redefined. To be honest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If there is one culture that you'd want to like explore more, which one would it be? Obviously Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there's. It's funny because I would love to go. This is no disrespect to Britain and the UK. Lots of cool shit there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that if <laughs> it's so, a little bland, you know. <laughs> Listen, no. You don't want to bring the smoke. I'll bring the smoke. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, let's just say that, like, British culture, it's like, it's no surprise. Like, it's not a stranger to me, right? And there was some of that growing up. Like, my mom tried to, I don't know, bless her heart. But I'd love to, like, I've got so many cousins in Trinidad, and there's such, like, a rich history of, like, the Williams family over there. Like, we've been there for generations. I'd love to explore that. And then I have these photos, like, these photos from, of my family in, like, the 1800s, like, in China, which is like wow. super cool. And I'm like, I don't recognize any of these people or they, they, it just feels so removed for me. So I would love to 
like, oh my gosh, like, I'd love to explore both of those cultures. And man, if I could at some point speak Cantonese or Mandarin, like, that would be amazing. Mm -hmm. Pretty lofty goal, though. I'm not the most amazing at learning languages. (laughs) My French was terrible. Um, (laughs) But yeah, no, I would definitely love to explore either of those cultures a little more. Mm -hmm. Does your family in Trinidad speak Chinese or no? Your dad, you said your dad only speaks English. It's an English speaking country. Yeah. Right. And so. But they have a Caribbean accent. They do. They do. They all have Trini accents, which are really, it's, it's fascinating, but mm-hmm. it's fascinating growing up now, knowing the, knowing a little bit more about that region of the world, but it was very normal for my very Chinese looking relatives to be speaking in that very beautiful, interesting accent that mm-hmm. Trinidadians have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it was wild. Wait, what's the language? It's an English speaking country. So it's yeah. not, it's, I'm thinking of Patois. That's what I'm thinking. That's in Jamaica. No. Yeah. It's yeah. Not. Jamaica. Cause I know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I have some um, clients that are white, but they're from Trinidad and it's just like, I could not figure out what the fuck they were. I'm like, are you? You're not British. You're not Australian. Yeah. I'm like, this fucking accent sounds weird. And then they told me they're from Trinidad. I'm like, ah, I hear the Caribbean. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a super multicultural yeah. place. It's it's really fascinating. So yeah, you have, you have tons of actually like, you know, East Asians over there. And mm-hmm. then you also have like uh, populations of white people. Mm-hmm. And then you obviously have black people. It's, it's an amazing place. I'd love to mm-hmm. visit. And again, I apparently have many family members over there. I've just, mm-hmm. I've never made the trip, unfortunately. But I think it's predominantly black, right? Yeah. I think, I think it'd be fair to say that like the majority of people in the Caribbean slash Trinidad are black. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the cousins that I have there are mixed race in that capacity. So they are half black, half Chinese mm. or full Chinese. Right. Yeah. I think you had mentioned that your family went to Trinidad because of slave trade or? Well, it, the history is a little confusing. So I think what I think happened and know that like, I was told this by my great auntie Jeanne. And so, and, she, and it was like, you know what I mean? the story was like a bit of a telephone game, but Mm. essentially, yes, like our family members from China made their way over to Trinidad. And there was a point in which our last name. So my family's historical name is actually Yen or Mm -hmm. Yuen. And so it's pronounced, it's spelled Mm Y-U-E-N that has changed to Williams. Mm -hmm. And the, the, pretty obvious explanation would be that like we were probably indentured servants at some point right Mm -hmm. and so the family name changed um but good for my family they were they may have started that way but then they like there's like a whole williams family i'm not gonna call it like an empire there but they were extremely successful in trinidad like one was like a, an ambassador to Japan. Another one started like oh. one of the first like radio stations or something like that. And then there's a whole business and company, like a shipping company, mm-hmm. trade company over there. So yeah, that's it's a it's an unfortunate history, and I definitely feel like a lot of like our I don't know I don't know if it's fair to say that like our family history was lost in that. Mm. You know, again, like 
imagine your family name being taken away from you. That's terrible, right? But Mm -hmm. at the same time, now there's a lot of pride in the Williams name. It's really, it's interesting. It's Mm -hmm. really interesting. It's like taking back your name. Yeah. Freaking Chinese people, like, dominate anywhere, man. (laughs) What can I say? (laughs) (laughs) What can I say? (laughs) One of the oldest civilizations in the world. True, true, true. Um, Kim had mentioned to me because um, she gave me a little bit of background about you, and I was like, I did have a friend growing up. I met her like in middle school or whatever. And her name, her last name was Manuel. And I was like, oh, interesting. And like, this is, you know, I was like, oh, it sounds like a very Latino last name or Spanish, like Spaniard last name. And she's, she had found out that, yeah, the name changed. And I don't know if it was because of like the slave trade or whatnot in her history, but she found out her last name was actually Yip. So she hasn't she hasn't taken that on um and so i just thought it was really interesting mm-hmm. i think i am not a hundred percent again i'm not a hundred percent sure of the history of of but there again you know many generations passed we're now the williamses but i know there was a discussion at one point of potentially changing the name the family name back reclaiming mm. yeah and, and it didn't have it didn't happen for some reason and I, and I don't know if that was because yeah at that point like they had made a, a, a name for themselves as the Williams and they, you know, felt their identity more connected to that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was interesting, but it, but there was a consideration and it just never happened. Hmm. I don't know why. I don't know how. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder if, um, like, if your family experienced any, like, racism and stuff over there in Trinidad. Because my clients, they're white. And they moved here because they were getting so much racist remarks <laughs> because they're white. I wouldn't, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, that's not to make any assumptions about Trinidad. Again, I know very little about it, but yeah. I mean, there's racism everywhere. It's very right? true. And, and racism between other ethnic minorities you want to oh, call yeah. that whatever lateral lateral oppression it, exactly yeah. and mm-hmm. so that that wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me but at the same time like you know my family there again at this moment seems to be thriving mm-hmm. i know that the move of my grandparents and some of you know that generation coming to canada was to also make a better life so i don't know if it was just like the circumstances in trinidad at the time mm-hmm. or if they were facing some yeah maybe some unpleasant trees um because of being chinese i, I don't know mm-hmm. i don't know but yeah eventually they made the move to canada and mm-hmm. here we are mm-hmm. hamilton baby <laughs> okay so yeah. you're married to a white guy <laughs> <laughs> Yes. I was oh. about I was about to pull out the questions, but you had it ready. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was so funny because before I came here, Malcolm was like, "Don't talk a lot of shit about me." I was like, "Maybe you should have thought about that the last seven years, buddy." <laughs> <laughs> this is my time. This is my airing breeze. Does he listen to the podcast? He's heard, he hasn't like he, he's heard me listen to it, and he okay. like, he, he was actually he was like, like pretty funny. I was like, I know. <laughs> Thanks, Malcolm. Thank you. Yeah, so I am married to a white man. He's uh-huh. like the whitest of white men. Mm-hmm. But he's but I have to say, like in terms of his allyship, he's pretty solid. Oh yeah, he's like within Korea and stuff too. Yeah. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah. Cool. yeah exactly. So oh, nice. he he he's ta- yeah he taught in Korea um, for a year mm-hmm. and then explored all over Asia when he was there and 
loves it. And, you know, yeah, you might be thinking to yourself, oh, does this dude have, like, a fetish? Yeah. Well, I would say no. Honestly, no. I, I think that I am the first and only... Again, it's hard to it's hard to put yourself in that camp, right? Because it's like, again, yeah, yeah, yeah. to a lot of people, I'm very white passing, and to some people, it's like super obvious I'm Asian. But mm-hmm. uh, in terms of like what he thought, I don't know. I, to be honest, I haven't had the direct conversation, oh. so I could confront him after yeah. today, and so- I can update you with the results. Being like, are you only with me because of the package? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bring the heat, baby. <laughs> Speak for yourself, buddy. What do you have to say for yourself? <laughs> have you ever been attracted to Asian men? Oh, of course I have, but they're not attracted to me. Really? What makes you say that? I think that, like, this is no disrespect to myself. I love who I am. But again, I think that at least the Asian men that I've met and have been friends with and have been close with, like, really enjoy dating other Asian women. Mm. And... When you look at me, I'm not your typical Asian-looking person. I'm like a little sprinkling in there, right? Like a little, little mix. Like mm-hmm. it's like a you know a little milk chocolate and white, white chocolate. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, <laughs> a, little, a little twisty cone. Yeah, yeah. A, little, a little twisty cone. And so you know, and like I'm a bit of a fuller-fingered person. <laughs> I don't think that's unfair to say. And so I don't think I fit into like the mold of attractiveness that most Asian men find. Uh, personally but I obviously could be wrong I don't think it's like impossible for an Asian man to be attracted to me I, don't know. Mm-hmm. I remember when we like were in high school and we go to parties oh, dare you. <laughs> how dare you bring this up tell me she, please, did, she, tell did, me, she didn't start drinking until she was like 19 like this girl's okay. a good girl okay she <gasps> you are really doing this to me right <laughs> oh you snake <laughs> give me give it to me I want to know I want to know I want to know so your drinking career has only been 11 years so my drinking career is quite short so I've really yeah and I'm trying to stop at three shows oh please I've burned quite brightly in a short amount of time what Kim is trying to say let me tell the we don't have to say the name Okay. But there was this Asian boy. There was an uh-huh. Asian boy. We used to go to parties at his house. Kim was always very frustrated by me because I wouldn't She would say drink. no to me every time. I called To go to myself, his house. No, no, to drink. No, to drink. I called myself oh, queen okay. of the sober circle. Yeah. Got it. Okay, yeah. Because I, it was just like, I was like, no, it's not my thing. I don't really want to, blah, blah, blah. Got it. There was this boy, though, that was very cute. I took, and he was like, he was very persuasive, and he was like, Nicole. Come on, just just take one, okay? Just one, and I that did. Push his and fuck. Kim was pissed. <gasps> every, no, it's not only one time though. It's every time this same Asian boy asks her, she say yes, and I'm oh. like, how you say yes to a boy? <laughs> yes to me. <laughs> I was lonely, I was single. I was, a, I was a I was a teenage girl. Give me a break, man. So this Asian boy was cute then. He was very cute. He was very cute. He's very cute. And well, I thought ha- he was very cute. And nothing happened after that. Oh, no. No. Ah, fuck. Again. We're I'll the- show you pictures of myself in high school. You will understand. <laughs> I think he was cutie. Yeah. I, I was cute to a certain... Again, I think that, like, to most Asian men, I'm, they're probably like, oh, she's funny. You know? <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Uh, but then again, uh, but then I think to, like, white dudes, I don't know. I think I just fit into, like, a, a different mold. Maybe mm-hmm. that's not a fair or mm-hmm. truthful thing to think but it's just the experience i've had to be honest mm-hmm. but yes i do find asian men attractive well yeah let's go into it because i was thinking of like because you're half asian that fetishization is like real 
with parents. They're like, oh, my mom would sometimes say to me, like, if you um, get married and have kids, make sure you have a white guy so you can have a half mixed baby because they're the cutest. She would say things like that. Or like friends would say that like all around. And so the half Asian, the the, ex- the expression in Cambodian is called gon gut, which means half child. Mm. Or like a cut a cut child. So they know that if you're in Cambodia and you're half white, you get better privileges or you're seen as more beautiful and you're mm. you're fetishized. And so they would seek out white men to have these babies. So I'm just curious what your experiences was like that dating, um, not just like strictly with Asian men, but you know, being from downtown Hamilton, being a visible half my like, you know, a minority but like half white. Like did you experience any of that? You know, I mean, it's hard to say, right? Like, I think, you know, my dating history up until now when I'm married, uh, I've never had the guts to be like, are you with me because you're attracted to the fact that I'm half Asian? I just, but I don't even know if that was like a thing that we even knew about back then. Yeah, exactly. Like, and I just, and I think that like, maybe there was an element of that, right? Like perhaps there was an element of attraction to me because I was mixed race. Um, but yeah, like it was never a part of the, not that it wasn't ever a part of the conversation before, obviously, you know, this has been a thing since time immemorial, but yeah, in terms of a, the, an active question I could or should ask a partner, it was just not something I ever even thought. I'm sure my mother, uh, I'm going to get too much into this one, but I'm sure my mom actually probably would have loved it had I dated an Asian person. Oh, yeah. and, and funny enough, my mom, being a white lady, super white lady, um, is the only person who has been to China. And so it was interesting that you bring up the fact that there is, that seems to be this um, admiration for someone who's mixed race, like half white, because she, she, being my mother and having zero shame, showed pictures of her children to everyone she uh was there with because she went uh, teaching in China back in 2006 and they mm-hmm. had said something to her of that effect, right? That like half white, half Asian children were very, considered very beautiful. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they are. <laughs> Asian babies are so beautiful. Here's what I'm going to say. I am pissed that I'm not a supermodel because make no mistake, half, <laughs> most half white, half Asian people are like infuriatingly stunning. Yeah. And again, I'm fine. This is not me crapping on myself, but a supermodel, I did not turn out to be. And I curse. But you're a reporter. I curse my parents every day. Every damn day. These are the cards you dealt me with. Yeah. Thanks a lot. I thank you, not Mom Thanks for nothing. You were a cute baby, though. I was cute. I saw the baby pictures. No, I was a cute kid. I was a cute baby. Could have been a baby gap. Oh, true. A lot of people thought I looked like that Welch's grape juice girl. Oh, you fucking did. Yeah, there was that commercial and she looked very much like me. And, and at the time I had that, you know, every little the, kid haircut. Little, the, yeah, little bob. Little bob with haircut. the bangs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no child escaped that. No, no, you no, have no that? child escaped that. The bob? With the bangs? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I had that. Actually, I was just at my mom's place over the weekend, and I saw old pictures, baby pictures of myself, and I was yeah. like, I was adorable. But the bangs <laughs> and the fringe yeah. did me no favors. Why did I do that? You I don't know, know, I think it was just, like, easy mm-hmm. back then, and it was, like, just, It's not in your... It's not in your yeah. eyes. Exactly. Like, the hair's not it's, in your eyes, and then, like, it's not so long, it doesn't get tangled. Yeah. You get a bob. 
Mm. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. So, yes, I was a cute kid. I wonder and I'm if not, I'm going to give my kids a bomb. You probably will. I hope you do. I hope you pass on that tradition. It's important. <laughs> it is. <laughs> is it important? It's important. Yeah. They need to suffer like we did. <laughs> it's adorable. No, it is very Especially cute. with the little pigtails. Yeah. No, oh, yeah, it's cute. Yeah. Super cute. Super cute. Yeah. No, no, no. No, I get it. No, I was, I was a cute kid. I, you know. But I didn't, didn't turn out to be a supermodel. It's <laughs> fine. I'm a great personality. <laughs> it's okay. There's a lot of toxic shit about the modeling industry anyways. So. I know. I know. <laughs> you know, and, and that's the thing. When you're on the inside out, you can say that. But when you're looking from the outside in, I'm like, that looks great. <laughs> that looks amazing. You're right. You're right. <laughs> it's like, what's it like to just exist and get everything handed to yeah. you? Just what's to be pretty. Like so much pretty privilege. So much pretty privilege mm. it's fine anyway it's all good <laughs> genetics they happen <laughs> all good okay so yeah. we're gonna end it here some and games. we're gonna play some games yeah brilliant <laughs> play some nice or stupid okay so i have a couple holiday edition nice or stupid <laughs> um getting gift cards as presents nice <gasps> or stupid that's a good question. oh i think that's nice you know here's what i say is it sentimental absolutely not yeah and it depends on the gift card given mm. but ultimately if i were to give you a sephora gift card i'm sure you'd be happy no mm-hmm. do you think that's nice or stupid i would say it's stupid why, <laughs> why? because giving someone the you should know me better <laughs> okay but let's say if it was like a client gave me a card like, this is nice true but if you're like my good friend and you give me a fucking gift card i'd be like okay so you <laughs> went to do the no effort route this might year. as well just give me money yeah <laughs> well that's what i, I think i'd rather you pick me a dinner i think contextually gift cards can be nice and i think it's nice to not assume what someone wants unless the relationship is close in which case mm-hmm. absolutely i would never actually get you a gift card i would rather die <laughs> but, Dramatic. but but if it was like a, someone i just wanted to do a, like a kindness for it's like hey this person deserves a nice thing mm-hmm. i but i don't know them that well and i want to still bestow upon them some generosity here's a gift card Mary, uh, I'm in the same boat as you, Kim. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, if I know you and you got me a gift card, be like, oh, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> like, Again, contextually, <laughs> yes. I don't think this is a black or white conversation. <laughs> I think like multiple levels to the gift card. I will Why say, are you so offended that we don't agree with you? <laughs> you just came for me. You're like, yeah, this is stupid. I was like, no, you're stupid. <laughs> okay, so my mom gives me. I love my mom to death, but she like. I feel like there's a disconnect between us because she does not know what to get me every year. Uh-huh. So she's like, what do you want for Christmas? This year, she got me, as she does all all years, is uh, gas gift cards, mm. so like Petro or whatever, which is really nice. But yeah. this time she added um, some toothpaste and um, a box of toothbrushes, but just two for me and my boyfriend. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And so she just, she doesn't know what to get us. She always get us gets us gift cards or socks or whatever, mm-hmm. which is really nice. But uh, I would love sometimes if she just was like, you know, I think Mary would like this. Mm. But she would not. Mm. What if? Mm. Okay. 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 Oh, my God. Just Just let it go. Hear me out here. Okay. Let's say, just for example, your mother Uh notoriously gives you gifts you do not want. (laughs) Gifts you do not need. Gifts you would never buy for yourself. 
And then one year, mm-hmm. she bestows upon you not a useless trinket, but a gift card. <laughs> a gift card where you can actually buy something you want. Okay, that's content. Yes, I would like. I would enjoy that. That's However, very specific. Yeah, that is very though. specific. That's my mother. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good this year. Oh my god, that's so funny. It was a gift card, and I was like, she's learning. That's good. Okay. All right, fair enough, fair enough. I just feel like gift cards is cheating because you can go to Shoppers Drug Mart and, like, there's, like, fucking. It is a, a whole it wall. Is an extremely low effort gift. Yeah. I understand. I do get where you're coming from, but I think in some contexts it's, it's fine. <laughs> okay. My uh, nice or stupid? Uh, East Coast. Versus uh, Ontario. East Coast. Okay. Okay. Here's the <laughs> thing. East Coast is nice. Mm. East Coast is real nice. Mm. But it is also kind of stupid. <laughs> Ooh, they're going to be mad. They're going to be mad. No, listen, listen, listen. The East Coast is, is a beautiful place. The people are wonderful. The scenes, the landscape, the, the seafood, it's incredible. Mm. I do feel like one the the resources out in the East Coast are stupid because mm. you don't have you don't always have reliable and cheap transportation. So like flights to and from Charlottetown very expensive, mm. definitely stupid. In Ontario, so cheap, mm. right? And then you know we're gonna talk about like cuisines and restaurants and stuff yeah i suffered out there okay <laughs> this girl every time she came down she'd be like let's get korean i'm like every oh. time. i just every had korean time i was like i need you to suck it up and get korean with me and she would but yeah. like the the scene out there is limited and mm. that's tough you know there's halifax and there's definitely more in halifax but mm-hmm. in a place like charlottetown they're trying they're yeah. trying but it's just yeah it's we went to limited. eat pho and they didn't even have bean sprouts for your you fun. could just grow that yourself if you wanted to. <laughs> was this in Charlottetown? Yeah. I could have told you this. Why did you go there? I think we were hungover. Like, let's get some pho. Oh, and then man. we Googled it. And they're like, there's a pho restaurant right here. And then we were like, no bean sprouts. <laughs> oh. The easiest ingredient. Yeah. yeah. I like that crunch. Yeah. The crunch is So great. I can't yeah. fully say the East Coast is nice or stupid. I can't fully say Ontario is nice or stupid. Mm. They're both a little bit of both. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You got another one? Yeah, um, okay, so you're at a, you know, Christmas holiday feast. You're very full, but you want to finish off with something sweet. Nice or stupid? I think that, like, in when we, okay. When we think about, like, <laughs> privilege and hunger and, like, we're all, like, yes. definitely stupid. Yeah. But, like, in a privileged world, I'm like, nice. <laughs> Real nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What, what, you, what you guys think? I mean, you want to go first or you want me to go first? I mean, I always want something sweet. I know. It doesn't I feel, like, yeah. I can feel so disgusting. Like, I'm about to puke, but I don't feel right yeah. if I don't finish off with something sweet. Yeah. Your palate demands balance. <laughs> yes. My palate demands balance, uh, but then I'm just like, oh, this is so like so uh, wasted on me. Well, I we went we were at a medieval times last night. We had a full four co- four course meal. It was like lobster bisque, all this stuff, and they gave us cake. 
it was gross. And mm. we're like, let's just go get ice cream. Mm. <laughs> so we went and got ice cream yeah. afterwards. Like, I needed the sweets. Yeah. I needed it. I needed it. Yeah. yeah. And it's, like, gotten to the point where it's, like, even after, like, lunch, I'm like... Oh, I know. But, like, I'll finish. I'll <laughs> finish with, like, fruit. <laughs> uh, oh, I so admire so, that. I cannot do that. It's sweet. Fruit is... Fruit is not a dessert. But it's sweet. It's an Asian sure. thing. Sure. Yeah. I totally get it. Listen, <laughs> I think that, like, it's it's... It's nice. It's like a palate cleanser. But to me, like, even, like, fruit topped with, like, honey would be dessert. Fruit mm. topped with, like, a little, like, icing sugar would be dessert. Mm. That mm. That's just, that's just... A palate cleanser. That's just a palate cleanser. Yeah. <laughs> There's a difference. True, 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 true. true. Okay. Right, what else do I have? Oh, I have, um... Oh, lobster rolls. Nice or stupid? Oh, so nice. So yes. nice. Is that... And on anybody's stupid <laughs> list, if it is, go away. <laughs> Don't sit with us. Don't. Yeah, yeah. You can't sit with us. You're done. You're done. You're yeah, done. no, lobster is the shit. Lobster. The lobster rolls in PEI are really good. Like out east is really good. It's like loaded, you know. Mm. The ones here, they're like the fuck. This is like mostly it, mayo. It and is shit. a caliber yeah. of seafood that is just like unmatched, mm. right? Like per for the price slash product, you were getting the best of seafood out mm-hmm. out there. Ontario does its best, but it's trying. It's, it's trying, trying, but like it's it's landlocked, right? Mm-hmm. It's gonna import that stuff unless you're gonna get a salt like a lake fish. Yo, lake fish is pretty good too. Lake fish, nice or stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, pickerel is pretty good. Yeah, pickerel is pretty good. Pickerel is pretty good. I like, I like lake fish. Okay, this is not. I'm just saying, compared to salt water. Seafood, yeah, <laughs> I've only had one or two lobster rolls in my life. I had them in Boston, and they were really good. But it's also I can't compare it to anything else. Mm. You know what I mean? I think I maybe had one or two, and I was like, this is yummy. But also. Is it the yummiest? We don't no, know. probably not. I, I've had I seafood think like, in Boston. It's pretty good. I mean, it's like, again, it's on the Atlantic Ocean. Right, like, yeah. You're getting, I mean, nothing's better than PEI. I, yeah, I agree. Okay, 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 okay. I think, okay. I think the seafood in PEI is really good. Okay, <laughs> okay, I'm going. I'm going. <laughs> I will uh, fly there. <laughs> I'm not going to drive there with y'all. Really, I would love a road trip. I love road trips. I don't have, if I'm I, driving. I mean, if I have time. Yeah, true. I mean, all we, got, all, all we got is time that we're wasting right now. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> with, with this variant. Thank you so much for joining our podcast. Say Nicole at CBC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it was it was actually so great to be a part of this podcast. It's uh, I've been so proud of you guys. I think it's been amazing to listen and um, was very flattered when you asked me to be a part of it. I'm glad that I check the box thank you for having me thank you okay well anyways thank you for listening you can find me Kim on Instagram and TikTok subkim s-u-p-k-i-i-m you can find me Miss Prum m-i-s-s-p-r-u-m on Instagram and you can find our Instagram she's nice not stupid we also have a TikTok she's nice not stupid email us she's nice not stupid at gmail.com mm-hmm. and keep on sending those uh, voicemails we love it we got one from you Nicole it's gonna be up in the near future I am not worried don't worry it was a little <laughs> obnoxious it was it was like actually it would be yeah <laughs> Because I listened to that episode, and I'm one of, like a big ASMR person. I love listening to that stuff. And so when I think bless Eric, he was like, "I think it's just audio," and I was like, "That's uh, that is completely untrue." <laughs> Suck it. Anyway. Thanks, guys. Yes, thank you. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.